This is Dr. Jonathan Shaw. I want to thank you for tuning in to Crown Ministries Podcast today. We hope that this message transforms you and encourages you to pursue God's presence in a greater way. Enjoy the message. Man, let's go to the word of God. I'm ready to preach. Are you ready to eat? Amen. Amen. I'm going to be reading from the message version because I want it to be as clear as possible. Elder Bridget, when the Lord gave me this word, it was an ouch and an amen. So I'm going to give it to y'all the way he gave it to me. Is that all right? If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the gospel according to St. Luke chapter 8. I'm going to be reading verses 9 through 15 in the message version. When you have it, can you signify by saying amen? And the word of the Lord reads like this. His disciples asked, why then, why did you tell this story? He, Jesus said, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how this works. There are others who need stories. But even with stories, some of them aren't going to get it. Their eyes are open, but don't see a thing. Their ears are open, but don't hear a thing. This story is about some of those people. Here we go. (laughs) The seed is the word of God. The seeds on the road are those who hear the word. But no sooner do they hear it than the devil snatches it from them so they won't believe and be saved. The seeds in the gravel are those who hear with enthusiasm. But the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep. It's only another fad. And the moment there's trouble, it's gone. And the seed that fell in the weed well these are the ones who hear but then the seed is crowded out and nothing comes of it as they go about their lives worrying about tomorrow making money and having fun this is our last verse in our verse of emphasis brother Tarek I need you to pray with me but the seed in the good earth these are the good hearts who sees the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest. I just want to read that last verse one more time, and I'm about to preach. But the seed in the good earth, these are the good hearts who seize the word and hold on no matter what, sticking with it until there's a harvest. Brothers and sisters, the last installment in our series for the month of January. I want to preach to you from a message entitled, Lord, Make Me Unstoppable. No matter what, I'm going to stick to it till harvest comes. Lord, make me unstoppable. You may have your seats in the presence of the Lord. Make me unstoppable. When I was beginning to think about how this word was going to go, Pastor, and I sat with this text and I heard the Lord very clearly beginning to give me the instructions to share with each and every one of us today, I started to think back in my own journey. In this blue chair right here in the front row, I sat in the summer of 2007. 
the Vets and Crown would know, uh, Pastor Moore was there. That was our first singles conference. I was a junior at Bennett College for Women, one of two historically black colleges for black women in our country. And I came home for summer break and I sat in that chair and at the culmination of our worship service, we had a guest preacher that Sunday morning and he asked me to stand and he began to just give me word of knowledge and begin to prophesy into my life. And he said, I see graduate school in your future. I said, child, I'm trying to graduate. Go, go about, be about my life, be about my father's business. I don't want to go to school, but he said, I see graduate school in your future. And he began to name a host of Ivy League schools. And he said, whatever school of your choosing, listen to this, whatever school of your choosing, God, Pastor Moore's not her head, she remembers, God is going to make happen. He named Harvard and Princeton and Stanford and Yale and Columbia and some schools on the West Coast. He said, whatever school of your choosing, God's going to make happen for you. One month later, still summer, I get an email from a professor in Greensboro, North Carolina, who had no idea of the word that I just received about applying to Harvard. I said, this is my confirmation. I'm going to Harvard. This little black girl from Brooklyn, New York is going to Harvard. I applied for a three-day diversity and explorations program. It allowed prospective students to come in and, you know, to kind of decide if they wanted to make this school of their choice. It was a three-day program, a rigorous application with the application fee, just to see if you want to go. But I already got the word. So I knew it was easy breezy the day. So I applied and I sent my application in and they denied me. Seemed pretty opposite of the word that I had just received, that any school that I chose, God was going to make happen for me. So I applied in what I would perceive would be easy faith. I didn't think that I even had to sweat because the word had already been sent forth. So my application was just the works of what had already been promised and I was rejected. Who am I talking to that there has been a word that has already been sent over your life and you're getting confirmation after confirmation and as soon as you step in that thing, you experience failure, rejection, disappointment, embarrassment. So I didn't get into that three-day program and I'm moving along with this introduction, huh? but uh, I still believe that God was going to do what he said he was going to do. So even though I was denied for a three-day program, I was crazy enough to still apply for a three-year program. The only school of my choice, I want to preach to somebody that you only have one option, no plan B. You put in all your eggs in one basket, so this has to work. I did not apply to any other graduate school. I decided that I wanted to go to Harvard. I only had $75 for the application fee. And even though I was rejected for three days, they accepted me for a three-year degree. It required some ingredients and the main ingredient was for me to be unstoppable for me to stick to that thing until i saw what i heard 
I've come to preach to someone, teach to someone, encourage someone, remind you of the word that has already been sent forth in your life. The word of God says that in the book of Isaiah that when God sends his word, it is impossible for it to return to him void. It is impossible for it to return to him without fruit. It has to accomplish the thing that it was sent out to do. And there are so many of us in the year 20 and 20 that we're grappling with what we heard because it does not look like what we see. We're grappling with what I heard in prayer, what I heard in the worship service, what I heard in my personal time, but it does not look like my present reality. And we're questioning, did God lie? Rather than questioning, what process do I have to go through to become who he said I already am? Many of us are thinking that God or the men and the women of God have lied when we don't understand that the word comes first and then you have to go through process to become what the word already said you are. It's not about the fulfillment of a thing. It's about who I become in the process. Oh, y'all don't want to hear. I don't want to talk back to me today. Many people want the end result, but if you show up, Sister Dominique, for what God has already promised you, and you have not been made, and you have not been perfected, it's like cooking, as Pastor talked about last week, or if you ever ate my mother's macaroni and cheese, it's like having the top golden brown, but it's still gooey in the middle, because you didn't stay cooked long enough. You haven't been processed in private, and there are so many of us with gifts, talents, and abilities uh, showing up to our divine place uh, but we're undercooked uh, and we're underdeveloped uh, because we didn't want to wait long enough somebody say lord make me i've decided i wasn't going to argue with how long it took me to become what he said i already am why would i rush to get something that's already mine Bible says it's required of every man, of every steward, that a man be found faithful. What am I rushing? Because it's already mine. That means no one can take my spot. No one can have my seat. No one can do what I do the way I do it. So I don't care if it takes me 25 years. When I show up, baby, I'm going to own the room because it's already been mine. Why are you rushing? says the man's gifts makes room for him and brings him before great people. Uh, many people want to use their gifts, but their characters are incomplete. Uh, I don't want to walk in a room, but my character makes me exit stage left uh, because I have not been ready, developed, and processed for the room I've already been called to. So, as I was preparing to conclude and to bring a culmination to this series called Lord Make Me, God started talking to me about seed and soil. Talk to me about seed and soil. Sorry, I don't have any fancy illustrations. I was on a plane, so you know, they're really particular about what you can bring on the plane nowadays. But uh, seed and soil, you see, because when you think about seed, it's the smallest thing that yields the greatest result. 
I've come on this last Sunday in January, Sister Tamika Mighty, to let you know it's not about what it looks like on the outside because you may look like the smallest thing, but baby, I can pack the largest punch. Don't underestimate me by the size you see. Don't estimate me by the house that I'm currently worshiping in. Don't underestimate me by the money that you think I have in my bank account because I may be small on the outside, but the contents that I have on the inside, when you bury me, when you put me down, it's something about going down that evokes the greatness on the inside of me. I've come to preach to a couple of people that you felt that God left you because it felt like you were going lower. But the lower you got, the more greatness you were starting to be exposed to. The lower you got, it seemed like that anointing was being birthed on the inside of you. The more pressure I felt, the more I felt covered, the more I had to deal with fertilizer, the more people abandoned me, the more people walked away from me. I realized that I was buried, but greatness was starting to evoke on the inside of me. I'm a seed. I'm a seed. The smallest thing that packs a powerful punch. I said, okay, God, I'm not a farmer. I'm from Brooklyn, New York. Live in the Queen City, never planted a thing in my life. But he gave me revelation in this word. Let's walk through the word really quickly. Can we walk? The gospel according to St. Luke, Jesus opens it up by giving the spiritual or the revelatory understanding. And he gives a parable. If you've been in our discipleship class, Prophetess Morbury has been teaching us about the power of parables. See, many people can't understand the truth, but they'll come to know the truth through your story. They may not understand the word. That's why we are written epistles, read of men. Your parable, your story has truth on the inside of it. So Jesus gives this revelatory understanding about a farmer that went out to sow. And the closest people to him said, why in the world did you tell that story? <laughs> like, you asked us to come to follow you. You get what I'm saying? We're doing our due diligence. We're serving. You have an entire crowd of people. And you decided to tell a story. <laughs> Jesus responds and he says, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You already know how this works. Those of us that walk closely with the man and woman of God, we have inside access. So we understand what Bishop means when he says something, Elder Dale. We understand with Pastor Sabrina's raise of that left eyebrow what that means. And other people looking around like, oh, my earring left. Other people are looking around like, I don't even understand. I don't know. But those of us that are close, we know. And there are so many of us that understand, watch this, the closer I am to leadership, the closer I am to leadership, by default, I should have insight. The closer I am to leadership, my discernment should be on another level. So my leader, or in this case, Jesus, shouldn't have to now call me to the side to explain what happened because I've been with him long enough. I no longer need the milk. I can eat meat. But it's sad. In 2021, not only in this church, 
but all across America, that there are people that are close to leaders that still don't get it, still don't see, still don't discern, still can't perceive. So after the crowd is gone and our leaders are spent, they have to take us to a private place and still explain to us why they had to do what they did. Can we not raise to the place as servants, as disciples of the living God? I'm going beyond this house. I'm talking about the kingdom. That God doesn't always have to explain to you why he does what he does. You don't need any extra explanation. It's the fact that I've walked with you long enough that I know if you do it, it's good. They said, why did you ask this story? I hope this is good to somebody so far. He said, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how this works. But there are others that are not as close as you who need stories. But even with the stories, it's unfortunate because some of them still won't get it. This, this hit me. This was an ouch moment because he says, their eyes are open, but they don't see a thing. The most annoying thing is when you're waving to somebody and you think that they're looking at you and you're trying to signal to get their attention and they literally can't see a thing. Eyes wide open, but they're still shut. Minister Heard, Elder Heard, what I, what I saw in this is your eyes can be open, but you still don't have vision. Just because you have eyes don't mean you have sight. There are so many people, their eyes are open, but they're still walking aimlessly. And I can tell by the fruit of your life. I can tell by where you still keep going. I can tell by the doors you still decide to open. I can tell by the detours that you're still making, that your eyes are open, but you can't see a thing. And their ears are open. But they don't hear a thing. Now, this bothered me because I'm a talker. And in my household and with my friends, I require undivided attention. Help, Lord. I'm going to tell you 15 stories, and I need you to keep up. Huh? The one thing I hate is when I'm talking, and they say, huh? What? You haven't been listening this whole time? You mean to tell me that you have not been following? My words are valuable. They're golden, and you're not listening? No, no, no. But seriously, how many of us can honestly say uh, that you've been talking, you've been casting vision, uh, you've been talking about where you're going, and the people around you still can't perceive it. Uh, they don't have ears enough to hear you. Uh, they're still seeing you in your mess, in your sin, uh, where you were, who you were connected to. Huh? Is there anybody under the sound of my voice that this word is connecting to? Uh, may you watch your connections this year, that you are not concerned with people being around, uh, but I need people that can see. Uh, I need you to see me when I can't even see myself do you see what I see do you see what I see okay Jesus said filling my help this story is about some of those people he gives us clarity that the seed is the word of God every preacher has seven closes Isaiah I'm happy we get to meet each other today this is my second close I got about five more okay here we go the seed is the word of God verse 12 it says, it's so amazing, and I'm, I'm going to break it. I'm going to break it down just in case you haven't read this before. Jesus, in the top part of the verse, says, "A farmer went out to sow his seed. A farmer 
listen to the words, went out to sow his seed. Of the day, you're going to flow with me because we love words. It's possessive. It's my seed. I'm intentional about planting, about sowing, about distributing something that belongs to me. Any person that is about to make an investment needs an ROI. Business people, I want a return on what I'm about to invest in you. So a certain farmer, unnamed, we don't know what he looks like, 2021, what she looks like, okay? We don't know what the farmer is because it doesn't matter. The purpose or the attention is not on the farmer, it's what the farmer is sowing. A farmer went out to sow his seed. I'm sowing with the attention of getting a return. Some of it fell on the road, message version says. King James Version would say the wayside. Some of it fell on the road, it was trampled, and the birds ate it. The revelation that Jesus gives us in what we just read is that the seeds on the road are those who hear the word, but no sooner than they hear it, the devil snatches it from them so they won't believe and be saved. This hit me hard because we got a lot of birds in 2021. Okay, I'm going to behave. But we got a lot of birds in 2021. Bishop, it says not soon after they hear the word. I'm not even talking about after the benediction. I'm talking about right here while the word is going forward. There's a notification on somebody's phone that's coming to snatch what I'm saying out of their mouth. There's somebody that's about to tap you, even though you're supposed to be six feet apart, that is going to try and snatch what is being imparted. It says that the birds come. The birds is representative of the devil, the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy and the accuser of the brother the birds come to snatch it so you won't be saved and so you won't believe if you are dealing with a confusion season you've been in contact with some birds if you are in a season where you feel confusion now between what God said and where you are I promise you you've been talking to some birds Sitting next to a bird, texting a bird, hooking up with a bird, responding to a bird, dropping it low for a bird. I think my grandparents are watching. Let me move on from here. It says the birds trampled the word. That means they're too close. They're warring with the authority in your life. Will you listen to the word or will you listen to the bird? Will you listen to the word? Will you trust the farmer or will you trust the bird? Because it was able to be close enough to not only trample, but eat it. Who are you letting consume your promise? 
Who are you willing to compromise your destiny for? See, because they don't want you to have it, but they'll eat it. Oh, okay. Okay. So the farmer is sowing the seed. But the first hiccup is that what I sold fell on stolen ground. Stolen ground. Can't even bear fruit. You can't even receive it. You can't even marinate on this word in the Uber, in the bus, in the train. Because before you even left the sanctuary, it was stolen. That's what the Bible says. It says not soon after the word was heard that it was snatched. Your mind is drifting right now. Distractions all around. Focusing on what you left back at home. Stolen. It's a bird. I've come because I wanted to come today to give us ammunition as we go into the rest of this year. I don't want you to get this in November and you done missed all 2021. This year is unlike any other year we've ever experienced. I prophesy that this will be literally the beginning of the best years of your. This year is a line of demarcation between where I've been and where I'm going. I'm at my turning point and I can't allow my Self to have stolen ground. No more birds. One thing that encouraged me as a leader, I live between ministry and the marketplace. That's my jam. Between faith and finances. Because I want God and I want money. Come on, somebody. But I know that there are many leaders that are listening to us. We have leaders in education, in politics, in ministry, in business, in the arts. So I want you to think of this as we move in this story because it says in verse 6 that the farmer kept sowing. Come to preach to leaders today. Whatever you do, don't stop sowing. Whatever you do, don't stop distributing your seed. Your seed is needed in this community. It's needed in your city. It's needed in your state. It's needed uh, in Brooklyn, New York. It's needed uh, in Crown Church of Charlotte. It's needed uh, in Crown Church of Kenya. It's needed. Come on, uh, all over the globe. Uh, what we have in our leadership is needed. Can I get an amen? Okay, watch this. Watch this. The farmer kept sowing. Verse 6, it says, other seed fell in the gravel. My cousin is here. I feel good. It sprouted. It fell in the gravel. It didn't say that it grew. It said that it sprouted. It came up prematurely. It didn't have enough time to germinate. No roots. It said that it fell in the gravel. And it sprouted, but as quickly as it sprouted, BJ, it withered. I've come to preach because there are so many of us that you see people going ahead of you on social media. And I'm not even trying to hate on anybody. But as soon as they sprout, they're going to wither because they haven't been processed long enough. It says that other seed fell in the gravel and it sprouted, but it also withered because it didn't have good roots. We find ourselves seeing seed 
that fell on shallow ground. If you overcome stolen ground, keep sowing, but you just might encounter some people that are shallow. It fell in the gravel and it sprouted. Great success, fast success. Seemed like it happened for them quick. And you're sitting here, I'm sitting here, we're sitting here wondering what in the world is wrong with me that has taken me so long? Your roots are growing deeper. <laughs> I've come to preach against competition and comparison. There's somebody that's dealing with identity issues. We can't see it on the outside because you're cute. But when you go in your secret closet, you're like, all right, God, let's talk. What's up with me? I know you gave me a gift. I know, can I get Brooklyn for a second? I know you gave me a gift. I know you gave me a talent. I know I'm not ugly. Why in the world is it that I have to wait so long? Why do I have to go through so much? And they not even doing half of what I'm doing. They're not even as good as I am. They're not even as cute as I am. But they got it. They're not even that, no, seriously, like I'm not even trying to hate though. But if you put my skills against their skills, God, you know. I'm humble with mine. I was going to humble you on every station. Be careful against comparing yourself with gifts that sprout. I feel this thing in my hikomosha, so I'm going to go with it, Isaiah. Be careful against comparing yourself with people that sprout. If you wait a little while, as fast as they're going to come up, we're going to be like, who? Oh, little man, I only had 30 minutes of shine. Yeah, I remember that. I need my fruit to remain. So, Jesus said, the farmer went to sow. Other seed fell in the gravel and sprouted, but withered. Because it didn't have good roots. Let's, let's understand the text. He says, the seeds in the gravel, this is Jesus. The seeds in the gravel are those who hear the word with enthusiasm. They so loud, they not taking notes, Bishop. Yeah, say it, preach. Tell them you did it. Get it, girl. Come, come on, come on, preach it. Now, and I'm not, no, we're, we're karaoke church. So I need y'all to talk back to me. Don't get quiet. That little old pastor say talk about me. No, 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 talk back to me. But I don't need you to be so enthusiastic that it doesn't go deep. need you to be so excited about the word you didn't hear the condition to the prophecy I don't want you to be jumping and doing so many somersaults that by the time you get home you realize oh shoot I think I'm shallow because I forgot what he said I forgot what he I wasn't listening the word was good what was the text Amaram she came from the gospel it was the word it was good though. I promise you I'm gonna check out the podcast plug. I promise you I'm gonna go back and watch YouTube or Facebook cause it's still available. It was good though. She preached that thing. She was cute, huh? And she walked it, huh? And she did that, but I don't know nothing 
She was preaching to them. No, boo, I came to preach to you. I don't want you to be so enthusiastic, so excited. Oh, we got new carpet. Oh, we got a new sign. Oh, we doing it. Go crown, go crown, go crown, go CCC, go CMI. And you a cheerleader, but you have no root. Is this too much, sir? I told you I'm going to give it to him like he gave it to me. It was an ouch and amen, Chanel. Because I'm, I'm a good cheerleader. But I promised myself in 2021, I wasn't going to clap for, for others more than I clapped for myself. I'm not going to live the rest of my life on the sideline cheering for others. He says, Paul says, I beat my own body. Lest after I preach to others, I'll be a castaway. I can't be so enthusiastic for your promise that I miss mine. And I'm going to celebrate you. And I'm going to cheer you on. But the seeds and the gravel are those who hear it with enthusiasm. But the enthusiasm doesn't go very deep, y'all. Message, Bible says, is only another fad. The word that we get, the glory that we experience, the leaders that we have, the vision that we had, it has to go further than every fad, y'all. You think we doing this because we want to be cute? You think I'm going through all the hell that I'm going through because I want likes, love, and shares? Oh, you got it twisted. You think that I'm giving up my life to be consecrated because I need you to like me? Oh, you tripping. My purpose, it goes beyond every fad. Crown Ministries and every ministry submitted under it is so amazing, watch this, that not only will we go beyond cultures, but we will go beyond culture. I only got three claps. I'm doing, in, I'm doing inventory, I'm doing introspection. Because people, watch this. We got music, we got singing. We got preaching. I promise you, if we get a building that can seat 1,200, everybody gonna be like, oh my God, Bishop is my pastor. I knew him from when he was on the road because it's a fad. And as soon as we hit a bump in the road, they be like, I'm out. Oh, oh, I'm coming. Oh, I'm coming straight down your road because I'm preaching from the message. It said, it's only another fad. And the moment there's trouble, oh, I was your favorite preacher until trouble hit your doorstep. Oh, I was a woman of God, a man of God. Oh, I was good enough to pay your bills. But when trouble happened, you don't know my name anymore. Oh, this is the word. It's only another fad, James, minister, elder, until trouble comes. Oh, I understand. I thought you was my accountability partner, but you actually shallow ground. As soon as there's trouble, D, excuse me, Elder Dale, we laugh. As soon as there's trouble, 
they're gone. Many of y'all are tripping because you like, ain't nobody returning my text. Like I called, all right, maybe she was busy. Let me call her again. No, no, I need you to stop reaching out. I need you to stop expending yourself. You ask God, we've been in two rounds of consecration. And you think God won't snip the cords of the people that are shallow in your life? No harm, no foul. I ain't calling nobody name. It just is what it is. Shallow ground wants you to pick up the tab and they make no investment. And the moment it's trouble, turbulence, it seemingly gets a little rocky. Okay. But the sower kept sowing. I had to overcome stolen ground. Things that were stolen from me. The potential that I see in others that they can't see in themselves. And they allow themselves and allow the people that they know to actually be louder in their life than me. And sever the ties. Stolen. I invested in you. I poured into you. I loved you. I wanted to do ministry with you, wanted to do life with you. But trouble came and you were too shallow to endure to the end. Not knowing that Jesus says, if you suffer with me, you will reign with me. Not knowing that the qualifications to reigning is trouble. Not knowing that your next level is actually going through the mud and the dirt. But it's all right. You left prematurely because you shallow. You told me that you can't handle it, but we good. I'm going to keep sowing. Seed number three, about at number, close number five. We're almost there. It says other seed fell in the weeds. And the weeds grew with it. Oh, Jesus, Bishop. I, now, I didn't see that in the word. But you the man of God and you cover our lives. So Bishop said, keep messing with that weed. Birds and weeds. What kind of sermon is this turning up to be today? Okay. <laughs> Other seed fell in the weeds. But the weeds grew with it and strangled it. This was a gut punch to me because I'm the type of individual, you don't have to be perfect. Because I say, I'm going to be a consistent factor in your life. I'll work with you. You don't have to come to me ready. Got enough grace and anointing on my life. That if you stick with me and you stay with me, and you allow the Lord uh, to allow me to develop you, you can turn into something amazing. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. But this right here messed with me because it signaled to me that I have to be careful of what I allow to grow with my deposit. Weeds should be cut down when it's still in its infancy state. If you allow the weed to grow with your seed, your seed is going to become indistinguishable 
So now I'm going to have to take more time with the pruning process to cut the weed but not hurt the investment. And the process is going to be that much longer and that much intricate because I don't want to harm you. I just want to extract out of you that what can ruin your destiny. The weed grew with it. But because the seed wasn't yet fully germinated, what was in you before I got to you strangled what I put in you. I hope this is as good to you hearing it as it is to me delivering it. We got to be careful. And this is the purpose of why we're praying and fasting. Because as God is giving us deposits, we have to extract in us what was there before he planted in us. Because what predates my seed can ultimately strangle, choke, and make it null and void. And now I'm in a season in my life, I'm talking to somebody, where you feel like I'm behind time. I wanted that, whatever it is, a little bit too much more than I wanted him. I said yes to a generational curse more than I said yes to my purpose. I said yes to unforgiveness more than I did to my freedom. And unforgiveness is choking the life out of my purpose. Is this word for anybody on today? He said, this is the revelation. And the seed that fell in the weeds, well, Jesus says, well, these are the one who hear it. But when the seed is crowded out, yeah. it means that the seed gets to a place in your life, BJ, where it has no room to settle. Jesus, speak, Father. What I feel in the spirit is that you know who God has called you to be, but you just feel unsettled. It's like, God, I know the purpose. I know the dream. I know the prophecy. I know your voice. It was very clear to me, but where can I plant my feet? I feel unsettled. I feel, now, now I don't want to, I don't want to be wayward. I don't want to be a nomad spiritually, but I need to plant my feet. I feel like I get an impartation and I want more, but I don't have any more space. My capacity is capped. But I want more. You're dealing with some weeds in your life. That predate the dream. The weeds. Are choking out the prophecy. The weeds. Are coming to undo. The better life that God has promised for you. The weeds. The weeds. And it says, these are the ones who hear, but the seed is crowded out and comes 
and nothing comes of it because of pre-existing or competing commitments. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. King James Version says the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things come in and choke the word. It's not that you don't want God. You just got competing commitments. Can I give it to y'all with all love? You got priority issues. I want to make my own name great. So I'm on my grind. This word hit me. Because I'm determined to be wealthy. I'm determined. Watch this. I'm going to give y'all a secret. I said, God, I'll do ministry. I preach. Serve. Whatever my parents need. It's the family business. But I don't want to live at the envelope of the church. No offense. Can I talk to ministers? No offense to y'all because I love y'all. But the saints will not predicate my light bill. No, no, no. Y'all know Pastor Tate, those of y'all that have known me since I was a little girl, you know she liked to look good. I'm going to dress the way I want. I'm going to eat where I want. I'm going to drive and I'm going to do whatever I want. So I went on a pursuit. I was on my grind with the motivation that I was going to get a stream of income for ministry. But I realized that the cares of this world it wasn't my motive, but it became deceitfulness of riches. The lust of other things was choking. See, I didn't have time to say yes to my pastors because I had to build my business. Uh-oh. 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 I'm telling y'all the honest God truth. I got to a place with the ministry calls, I was like, all right, daddy, I'll do it. Yeah, and I did it just like that. He you know, I, was, I mean, he knew because he was prophetic. But I was like, I'll do it. But I'm like, dang it. I had a Zoom tonight at 8. And if you're not careful, weeds can talk. And the weeds will tell you, but you done served in that ministry for 10 years. Ain't it time that you do you? I don't care nothing about y'all. My flight in a couple of hours. Those weeds will start talking. They should understand. You've been sold out for years. It's your time. All the while, the reason why I get to do what I do, drive what I drive, live where I live, eat where I eat what I want, and look the way I do is because of my yes. It's because of my submission. How dare I now get to this place and say what they ask of me is too much. Really? Really? Because let me tell y'all what happened. I'm in Charlotte. Living my own life. Guess what? God started blowing on everything I created, BJ. Oh. Ministry is too much. You rather build your business and build your life outside of the word. You're only alive because of the word. You're only alive because of the seed that I chose to plant. 
And now what you want trumps the seed? Y'all, my car is total. Y'all know me. I'm fabulous. Fabulous. My first car was a Mercedes. Then I had three BMWs because of my yes. This time around, ministry's too much. Total. Now you're walking. I'm like, oh, Lord Jesus. I'm really in a pandemic because I'm in the house. Good. Now you got time to pray. Telling y'all, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to help you guys avoid the talking weeds. The talking weeds are things that try to be louder than your spiritual covering. Whether it's your mind, whether it's your friends, uh oh, whether it's your ambition, what's talking louder than your seed? The one that planted in you. The one that saw greatness in you. Uh, the one that's been developing you in private. Jesus said, let me get back to the word. These are the ones who hear. But the seed is crowded now. Yes, I got purpose. Yes, I got destiny. Yes, I got ministry. But I also got a life. Oh, the seed is crowded. Oh, man. Now I'm so confused. Do I go to service or do I live my life? Shucks such a hard choice because I have too many talking weeds during the week that when I come into church I use the weeds to justify what my leader is saying and I take what my leader says back to the weeds and I say what do you think I'm just telling y'all my life it was an outro amen moment for me Chanel Cause I'm grown. Pastor Tay about to be 35, y'all. She cute, cute. She grown, grown. The Lord, the Lord done blew on everything. I said, Daddy said, I need you to come. I said, what time do you need me to come? I'll be on the, I started packing my stuff. I said, you know what? Ain't nothing going to keep me. I'm going to New York. I called everybody. I'm going to New York in five hours. It's nothing in my life at this moment. That will make me ponder, question, think about if my leaders need something. It's a resounding yes. It's a resounding yes. Because guess what? Weeds will be uprooted, but seed will be planted. My seed will outlast every weed. And if the truth be really told, the weeds are only talking because they wish that they were in your position. Uh-oh, let me move on from here. Okay. So as I come to my close, I'm about at close number six, and then we're going to give the benediction. I wanted to share with everyone under the sound of my voice something that God told me. And I hope that this encourages every leader that hears, leaders in all areas. Pastor Moore, take this back and turn your school upside down. There is nothing wrong with your seed. Stop second-guessing what you're offering. Stop second-guessing what you have. You don't need anything better. You don't need anything different. You don't need anything modern. You don't need anything more. There is nothing wrong with your seed. 
It says your seed is trying to take root in topsy-turvy soil and turbulent soil and then soil with pre-existing conditions. BJ, we just went through three different kinds of sowing. The farmer never changed his seed. It was the soil that had the problem. And what actually convicted me this morning was that we're about to get to the last, the last soil, which is the fourth, right? Three areas, stolen ground, shallow ground, and number three was suffocating ground, right? That means that 75% of my sowing is going to look like it doesn't worth, and it's not worth anything. Our topic today is Lord make me unstoppable. I need to be unstoppable because three-fourths of what I plant won't give me my harvest. I'm only talking to leaders for about 10 minutes. I felt like I needed to encourage those that are trying to build something that God has told you. Three-fourths of what you're sowing will not bring a harvest. It will be stolen, it will be shallow, and it will be suffocated right in your face. My question is, will you keep sowing? Three-fourths? 75%? I'm talking about disappointment after disappointment, after failure, after embarrassment. But the farmer was so confident in what he had, he kept sowing. The farmer was unstoppable. And so do we. We have to be unstoppable. So when he gets to this fourth ground, he finds a soil that is just as unstoppable as his seed. And I'm actually at my close. I felt it prophetically in my spirit leap. And my prayer for this house and my prophecy to my pastors and to every leader that will hear me is that this year your seed will find its match in soil. That your seed will find its match in soil. As unstoppable as you are, may you encounter for the remaining 11 months of this year soil that can receive your seed. Huh? Yes, God, I feel his presence uh, in this place. Uh, it says that other seed fell in rich earth and produced a bumper crop. What Jesus said is the seed in this fourth ground is good earth and the seed was able to go in the soil and the soil seized the word. It held on to the word. It gravitated to the word. It had the capacity for the word and it says it held on no matter what. May you find your seed matching soil and people that will hold on to what you gave them no matter what and you won't even have to worry about it being stolen you don't have to worry about it being shallow you don't have to worry this time
time about it being suffocating because they're going to seize what you give them and hold on no matter what no matter what you can go through all four seasons with this next group whether you're up or whether you're down you'll look up they'll still be there may you find in soil what matches your seed it says it's held on no matter what and the soil stuck with the seed may you find a community of people that will stick with you I feel this y'all I feel that God is doing something that we're going to not have to wonder that we're not going to have to try and guess but that you will be so targeted that this time your unstoppable seed will find soil that will stick to you no matter what through thick and thin through hot and cold through barrenness and through fruitful seasons they will stick in there with you until there's harvest i hope you enjoyed the podcast today if you did i would love for you to do two things one subscribe to our show so you can receive notification of our most recent messages also if this message has impacted you you can click the link in the description and you can give now. We'll connect with you next time on Crown Ministries Podcast.